Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Play the 13th Age, a Six Feet Under series. Uh, this right here is going to be session 80. 80. Fantastic. Hey. Nice round number. 80 is the number where if you turn all the circles into moons, it looks like three moons next to each other. Welcome to session 80. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when usually we just have that? the three wolves. In any case, back <laughs> in session... I couldn't figure it out. In any case, back in session 79, uh, our heroes defended their uh, uh, right to kidnap Claude Luminor against uh, Imperial military dragons. Uh, very successfully, I might add, when it was revealed that all of this was yet another manifestation of Claude Luminor's ability to make oh, theatrical real. That son of a bitch. But your incredible efforts uh, not only won him won his trust, but also caused him to have the greatest farewell performance of any actor of the age. Claude Luminor is now happy to go with you and no longer be under the thumb of his uh, 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 inscrupulous producer and manager, Gersh Kappa, who is also revealed to be the unscrupulous uh, De Bentiel. <sighs> who was that? Uh, she expected who it to be all dramatic, but I had no idea who that was. Does anybody know? I know. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Scarlet. Oh, of course, she's a friend of Scarlet. Oh. That makes figures. a lot of sense. She's yeah, not my friend. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. is both a charlatan and a psychopath. Okay, well, maybe she's not so bad after all, then. Strong <laughs> uh, emotions from Scarlet. Anyway, we're here. I guess I better, uh, I better, uh, I better unlock the bathroom and let Claude out now that we've arrived. Yeah. Uh, as our, our camera comes up with sunrise over Equinox Manor, uh, a sunrise that is being spoiled by a uh, battle van flying in, smoking, uh, uh, the engine popping like like yes. a cartoon old jalopy. Yeah, we should have tuned up before now. Battle van got pretty wrecked in that last fight, and it limps, and then just sort of uh, once you get once once it knows it's over, uh, safe territory. Martha just engages the emergency landing, with the, and it lands with a crunch. <laughs> is the, that the where garage, it just stops and falls at the, the garage door on yes. the workshop? The garage door on the workshop opens, and the battle van like starts slowly limping sliding towards it with the leftover momentum and then it just inches to a stop just before it gets inside the uh the, <laughs> the door closes on the back of it yeah snow is blanketing equinox's uh uh well equinox manor and its grounds as the midwinter festival of, of all the world's cultures oh. is rapidly approaching i almost forgot it's it's nearly midwinter or midwinter Midwinter is the common language name for it because uh, every people basically has their own celebration and what it means for them. But, you know, you got to call it something, so you might you as well call it, name it for the time of year. You there, boy, with your face buried in the compost bin. What day is this? Slamby. Says Slamby as he Fuck runs off. away. That's such a thing he would say. God damn it. While having his face buried in a compost bin. Uh, you <laughs> notice that Slabby is wearing a, a blazer made entirely of imperial paper currency sewn together. <laughs> oh my god. Why is he doing this? It's already soaking like through and falling apart in the snow. 
So uh, as you uh, reach home, uh, some of Peppercorn and uh, Trans Technicians, of course, get straight to work on Battle Van. But the usual cadre... I would assume that uh, Peppercorn's people are working more on the rear of the battle van, being as yeah, he is cause gas they, doctor. Because they love the back. Uh, but in any case, all your friends and family that you expect to be here uh, uh, saw you coming, obviously, and are giving you a great warm welcome. Uh, Cactus is there, Beowulf and Algernon are there, but wait, who's with them? Grammy Floor is here. Yay. Uh, Mayor Ketek is here. Yay! Uh, Battle Bob, uh, former yeah! of, of the Battle Barge, is here. My dude! Uh, Mint's mother, Strawberry, is here. Yeah. Uh, and Cousin Barry of Jen and Berries. <laughs> uh, Prien, uh, Nav's. Well, we've been calling Relative. her sister. Relative. Nav's relative. Ma and Pa Smolder Boulder. Yeah! You were more excited about Battle Bob than you were about your parents. I see my parents all the time. <laughs> That's true, I guess. And slinking away, uh, trying to find uh, Margaret's gaze and no one else's, Lorette Stone. Ah! No! Get her out of here! Get. I'm gonna grab her by the heels and just swing her. <laughs> you can't hammer throw, you know, hammer throw to Lorette just into a wall oh okay. make a roll for it I guess yeah sure no no I will not actually assault this one anyone this early into a campaign or so, so Rip is just like 80 it's a little too yeah. early to be assaulted. Rip just, Rip just <laughs> sticks out his arms and starts spinning in a circle and after a while Nav is like what are you doing and he's just like I'm pretending to hammer throw her I'm not going to actually do it but I'm pretending I'm just thinking about it thinking about it real Let hard. Let me have this! Tough guy, what you thinking about? Hammer throws! <laughs> Yo. I... Nice. <laughs> you get that out of your system. I will. Uh, he's gonna be spinning for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, P Pedraic and Audriel uh, approach Margaret and uh, Bella with uh, basically, all the the house business, everything seems to be in order. Just a few uh, signatures that need to be taken care of. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do Tran is uh, oh she bought a new outfit for oh. for the holiday. It's uh, okay, but like it's not a sexy Santa. <laughs> no, no, it it's kind of. It's a mix between something that's actually really. Uh, uh, just like really cute and nice and a little sequiny and also ugly sweater. It's somewhere halfway between those. Okay, like she did buy a secret, like a like a sexy Santa outfit, but like only Bella gets to see that later. I mean, yeah, she's not wearing it to work. My goodness. <laughs> also, she's still wearing a giant greasy leather apron covered well, yeah. in belts over yeah. it. So and like her goggles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The goggles ac accumulate more layers and lenses every time we come back. <laughs> Oh, uh, one of the bits of paperwork that Bella has to check off on is uh, the promotion paperwork for Dire Ape. He is now Director Ape. Congratulations, Director Ape. Oh my god, Director Ape! I nice, love well nice, done, Director nice. Ape. So happy for him. He's really <laughs> moving up in this company. Nobody deserved it more than you, Director Ape. What's Director Ape in charge of directing? Apes. Uh, Other apes. <laughs> 
and from his head of security. Whoa. Thrump has a uh, stack of homework about a yard deep for Scarlet to check. Oh. <laughs> I made up half of this because I ran out. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything anybody wants to do right now? You've got a lot of toys to play with. I'm going to take the Mayor NPC Kedek. Bin. Mayor Kedek, Mayor of Misty Hill, the undead town that I like and everybody else hates aside. I'm going to take him aside. Say, Mr. Mayor... It's a pleasure to see you again. Uh, Marquis, I've heard some... Well, I've seen some strange things in the sky that uh, I think you're something to do with. Oh, you know it. Is... In, the, in the distance, Necropolitan 13 winks. Yeah. <laughs> is is that the uh, the plan? Is, is, is that the new home for those like us? That is my hope. Uh... They've been working on, on the very top, they've been working on conditions to recreate those around Misty Hill uh, with enough fresh soil, none of that terrible necropolis stuff, just ash. Uh, it, it would be a floating paradise. That is, that is something to write home about. I actually have to write a letter home yeah you need to write that. yeah yes. I've, heard, I've heard about the empire surrounding misty hill in fact so i understand that you probably have to write a pretty look let's yeah. get let's get him out of there <laughs> okay i imagine that mayor Ketzak is here less for the uh festivities and more for the evacuation because at this point with expansionist empire and undead town discovered on own soil you know it's we we gotta it's get kind it. of it's one of their worst case scenarios. In in fact, I would say that Necropolitan Thirteen is probably heading over there to just kind of scoop up the whole town mm -hmm. and just kind of dump it on its back in that aforementioned paradise, uh, albeit foggy paradise, because you know we still got to grow the sugar cane and get that sweet misty hill rum. Little foggy. Uh, meanwhile, Strawberry Strawberry's gonna run up to her son Mint. Uh, I and wipe off his cheek with a handkerchief. I, I, yeah, I, I heard you might be coming. Eh, licks her thumb and like rubs a smudge, and you are. <sighs> I brought a sandwich. I brought a sandwich. Your favorite oh, no. sandwich. Oh yeah. Hang on, let me see this sandwich. <sighs> this oh, is a sandwich no, that off. Mint hasn't enjoyed since he was a child, and his tastes have changed since then. Are these two pieces of bread connected on either Tastes side like of the, the past, but in like a good way. Thanks, Mom. The, bre the breads, the breads conjoined. Is it a sandwich, though? What? what? No, no. You look. Uh, I'll, I, I rotated in my hand. Oh, okay. See, see? I it's, see. It's, it just looks like it's okay. like it's that kind of sandwich. That makes perfect sense. I don't even need to describe it any further than that. No, where it would look like a sandwich I. from one angle and not from another. <laughs> Everybody knows what that would look like. Well acquainted. Absolutely. So so yeah, I guess um, I guess I, I I have to go back to the moon again. That's happening. Did you want to go? What do you mean again? Oh, I can never keep track of you kids. What? Yeah, no, that was the that uh that part time job that I wrote you about. The the one that you held. You you even like helped me get that because there was you know. Mister Lotto is still wearing parts of the spacesuit. Yeah, she's already thinking about her next job instead, and... Uh, oh. Yeah, okay, Bob. How's, how's, uh, how's Dad doing? I haven't seen him in a while. 
Oh, your father's fine. Uh, he calls me every Sunday, tells me the sports scores. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically how he does. He's winning. <laughs> uh, the lions. They have eaten most of the ostriches. Sports are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Elf to sports Elf. have some... Uh... We're still I mean, in the early they're, they're days. Very of, traditional. We're still in the early days of the broadcasting industry. We're still trying to figure out things to fill all that airtime. Remember, pay-per-view was invented to watch your deaths. Yeah, they're still that's very true. Early. Yeah, they still haven't followed through on that, so maybe <laughs> that's not going to take off. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Grammy Floor uh, is giving a big burly hug to to Scarlett. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, I couldn't have a midwinter go by without spending it with my grandkids. Exactly. So, uh, I heard you've been traveling. Yeah, I uh, see. I, I saw our sister city, Drakenhall. Uh, interesting folks there. I uh, I was gonna just sail across the sea, but that's oh, that's Either not. Gonna, that's no. not very good idea right now. No, it is not. But, uh, you know, the, the overland roads aren't as bad as uh, they say, especially if you know how to take care of yourself. And I got to... I've never seen uh, elven wood before, so... You know, there's new things under the sun, even for an old-timer like me. Yeah. Um, pretty different. Uh, how is it uh, seeing the rest of the family? Oh, the boys, they've been... The uh, boys, they're back in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're nothing but trouble. I wouldn't have it any other way. If only they'd stop fighting, or at least fight better. Eh. Well, they take after you in that, in that way. <laughs> Please stop insulting your Grammy. I, uh, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> God, who wins a Grammy and then just insults it the whole time? <laughs> Have some integrity, Scarlet. I rush over to Bella and whisper something in her ear. Uh, Bella receives it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's Nav saying, it's short for grandmother, you dunce. Yeah. Who, who disrespects their grandmother after having a grandmother? For the first time. <laughs> I've never met my grandmother. Oh, I don't I know Until I today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I never told you about Say hello Neymar? to oh. the handmaiden of the priestess. <laughs> oh, that would be something. Yeah. Too bad she's a halfling. So? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> she couldn't make uh, it today. She had a lot of business. I'd like yeah, to I take a take this. I can't minutes. believe I never told you about Maymaw, says Coloratura Canto. <laughs> anyway, who who's gonna run out of here and say hi to you? Uh, I don't know. Is there someone in there that's <laughs> who's behind the third door? Who, Bella, who do you think is going to run out and say hi to you? <laughs> uh, like probably Tran. Oh, okay. Here she is. <laughs> oh, it's Cactus too. Why not? His pog <laughs> was just sitting there. Bella gives both Tran and Cactus a hug. Good. And then Cactus okay, can one... hug both of you together. And still have room for like eight more. <laughs> one of your arms feels much more impaled than the other. Uh, hey, Bella don't Bella knows how to hug Cactus. Don't and also spread Cactus lies about Cactus. He only has spikes on his shoulders now. 
Yeah. And oh. hips. Cactus knows how to hug people without stabbing them, and also people who have hugged Cactus in the past tend to know how to hug Cactus without being stabbed by him. It's like a prickly pear, it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. It's like whenever you pick a up pineapple. a rose, and a this rose has... It's it. like a pineapple. It's just like a pineapple. It's like a rose pineapple, which is a fruit that exists. It's like a durian. It's like a durian okay. rose pineapple. It's uh, like oh. like some gravel in your hand. It's like eating it's like rocks. Jesse. It's worth it. It's, it's like, like eating rock candy. It's like a durian, but Tran apologizes for the smell. She's been experimenting with a new kind of axle grease. It's not going well. It's, uh, it's too slippery. Once it's applied to an axle, the wheel will spin until it bursts into flame. It's like doing How a shot. It just keep speeding up? It's too slippery. That's, that's that really simple. slippery. That's got to be good for something. Give me, oh, give me uh, a bit of that. If so you wait, wait, negative coefficient of friction, it continues to accelerate. Yeah. Just like endlessly. Yeah, it's worthless. Might as well just throw it out. No practical applications. Need like three liters of that. Just dump it in the trash can along with that wheel that never stops spinning. <laughs> what am uh, I going to use that for? Cars have to stop it. Then we'll have a trash can that never stops spinning. Yeah, it's. Useless. Uh, Cactus is trying to put on a brave face, but you can tell he's missed you he's all crying. terribly. Uh, meanwhile, Tran makes no bones about it and gives a big hug. There, there is uh, apron grease all over uh, Bella's outfit. Big sappy tears from Cactus. There, literally. That's fine. As soon as the hug is over, there's big like circles on Bella's cheeks that come from Tran's goggles. <laughs> nice. Bella gives her like a big hug. Bella doesn't care. I mean, whatever. These clothes are. You know, they're, they're nothing. Cactus she's, probably she's just died. goes around... Yeah. Cactus just goes around hugging everybody and crying on them. Hey, <laughs> Cactus! Like, crying happily? Ow. or like crying? Hey, ow. Kind of both, because he knows what's coming up next for you guys, too. Oh, no! Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I've been working on uh, sketches for the how we're going to get Battlevan all the way to the moon. I'm really excited about it, and I really want you to look at them, and I really want to finish cooking oh god i ruined the surprise i made dinner oh uh, so how's things uh like like they're pretty good uh by the way like a lot of people are gonna know about the end of the world i mean everyone kind of knows about the end of the world they've known for yeah but for like a lot of people are gonna sorry even. a lot of people are gonna know like for sure and also know that mm -hmm. All the leaders knew, and that we know. I mean, Horizon's and... been completely abandoned. I think it's the, the cat's out of the bag. Anyway, what I'm saying is that uh, I hope we look good soon in the article, because, like... Because, <laughs> like, I was honest. I was, like, a little... By the way, I met a cute reporter. I'll tell you about yeah? it later. Okay. Yeah. I signed her collarbone, because she's a fan of mine, also. Okay, cool. Celebrity... Okay. Yeah. Nobody ever asked for an inventor's autograph. I have no frame of reference for this. Can uh, I have your autograph? Oh, goodness! Sign I have no frame bone. of reference for the, this. The last time that I asked you for your autograph, you, like, panicked because you didn't have a good, good enough signature, <laughs> you said. You said that you hadn't practiced your signature enough to, to make it worthwhile. Have you well, practiced what if they, it now? What if they copy my signature and they use it to sign checks? You have, you have to true. think about these you know? things. What's but, like, check? I'm not going to do that. And, Just like, give me a greasy handprint. It's basically the same. 
Yeah, to slap yeah, like the every, mini across the face. You, every time you sent me a letter, you just kind of like printed your name, like yeah. stamping, like yeah. regular if, letters. If there was such a thing as a typewriter, I would use that. I need to invent a typewriter. Pretty sure. Uh, what would that presses. do? It would write things that you type, obviously. I mean, yeah. But isn't type what you write? That would be a right typer. Who Who is this guy? Have you brought him around before? Oh, yeah. I have your egg. And the man, he pulls out the laser egg we got from the Archmage. <gasps> it like melts uh, out in a ten egg. foot radius around it. <laughs> before you ask, no, I didn't lay that. It's not like our egg in that sense. It's like... <laughs> no, it's this the Archmage's egg. egg. We it's stole it and then made him power it anyway. Okay. It's not mine either. So what's for dinner? My grandmother who's... I mean, I don't know. Like I I mean, if no one wants it, I'll say it's mine. Egg. Who, who comes out to greet the many? I don't think the many knows anyone personally, a, but... A massive crowd I've been of here before, but I don't think anyone cares <laughs> Spills out of the building. Three buses Stampedes and crushes everyone to death. Pulls in. Nobody comes to greet the many, and that's okay. The many brings their family with them everywhere they go. Oh. oh are you sure Prien wouldn't want to talk to the many? Prien might be curious about the many. Probably, Prien. I was probably still in deep storage by the time Prien came to our universe. Yeah. Honestly, Prien was probably like. My replacement. <laughs> the Lich King's like new pet project, because the Lich King's an asshole. <laughs> he sure is. So, uh, you've got a. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, so you're the one keeping track of uh, my little brother and his city. Yes. How's He's that doing working? Most of that. I'm mostly just going around and like beating up the archmage and stuff. It's been a good time. Uh, living the dream, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> getting to stretch my limbs again is nice. Oh, okay. Uh, it's good the, to be the, able to move. The the many and Prien are actually uh, really enjoying their small talk. It's the first time, but both of them feel it's the first time they've met someone in like out in the world that's uh, at least as weird as them. Meeting <laughs> of the one of a kind abominations. Basically, they 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 just really hit it off. Well, one of a kind and like a bazillion of a kind abominations. <laughs> In technical terms. Me meanwhile, Mom and Pop Smolder Boulder, they, they do the family handshake, which involves a lot of headbutts. <laughs> Who wins? Does take his helmet off for those? Who wins the family ha handshake? No, Rip doesn't take off his helmet, and neither does Mom or Pop Smolder Boulder. Rip, my boy! <laughs> Rip, my boy! <laughs> so this is the boarding school you sent Slamby to. Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess he saw through that one, huh? Uh, he seems to be, <laughs> he seems to fit in really well here, he says, side-eyeing Cactus and Director Ape. Side-eyeing uh, Slamby back in the compost pile. I mean, I mean, in case you didn't notice, he's literally wearing a suit made of money. Very successful young man. <laughs> he's we're all very, completely we're all very proud of him. We're very, very proud of him. You have... Uh, Mom Smolder Boulder butts in. Uh, so, uh, uh, have you uh, got any more business? Uh, uh, 
irons in the fire, or are you still doing <laughs> this cockamamie music career? I mean, but, you know, it's it's a little bit that little bit, you know, saving the world kind of stuff, you know. Rips. Well, save, saving the world doesn't get you a, an investment for we'll your retirement. See we'll see. Rip, show them your show them your scorpions. Also, yeah, I got this uh, got this designer scorpion racket I'm running. Uh, let, let me see that. Hey, let me see that. Hey, 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 Rip. Yeah, right. uh, don't call a legitimate business a racket. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I literally didn't. You did, though. No, he uh, didn't. The joke is that it's not a legitimate it's not, business. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the joke. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, but like, if you want it to be a legitimate How business. How dare you play like... with Scarlet's emotions like this? <laughs> Just, just uh, tell him. Just tell him it's real. And, and Scarlet is the number one customer. She has bought two scorpions. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll buy a scorpion right now. Boom! There what you go. Squir- what color do you have? What I don't uh, get to choose. You just he just smashed it against your chest. What color you want? Uh, hey Tran, if I'm gonna buy a scorpion for you, what color do you want? Uh, get one that matches my eyes. And she winks as uh, her irises. Uh, flush between like 12 different colors. She wins like, she wins, like uh, eight times and then says changeling, haha. I point, yeah. I go, see? See the I thought you were going to say her iris is form into the shape of scorpion. Can I, can I have like a, can I have like a, like a scorpion that changes colors? Uh, Iridescent yeah. scorpion? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've got some holographic scorpions here. <laughs> oh, are they <laughs> rare? I cut rare off holographic those... scorpions? Yeah. They, they look I, like I they're changing positions. I cut off a bunch of trading cards and I glued them to the scorpions. The, the scorpion, scores. if you look at it from a different angle, it's doing something different. Yes. Oh my god. You glued Stinging a, you or pinching you. You <laughs> a Charizard onto this. It's a Charizard. Uh, okay, well, a Charizard is a, uh, a, a kind of lizard that lives uh, back in, in around the area of the Red Waste long, long, long time ago. And, Didn't we kill uh, one of those and put it in a hole? It's not known as a technical dragon because it doesn't develop wings until it, late. It sounds like you're just describing a tarasque. It's I think, life cycle. Uh, no, no, it's, it's basically, the same thing. Imagine it kind of like a like a like a like a regular like like a very small dragon that uh-huh. uh, is a drake. If you it's burnt. It's a burnt dragon. Okay. Uh, you, you've made a few of those in your life. It was down. Yeah, yeah I, I made one of those once. Through yeah, one of those. Not a really good market for them. And then... I should write a book about that. Yeah, okay. What, where the various Pokemon live in our campaign? No, I said... It's all canon canon now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I said said that uh, it was downgraded from a dragon through evolution, which I just made up. I should write a book about that sometime. (laughs) The origin of the 151 species, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, So... Pop Smolder Boulder is inspecting these scorpions with like a jeweler's eyepiece while Mom Smolder Boulder <laughs> is inspecting Rip's books and his like eight sales so far. I think and trying to find the margins. <laughs> no, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, le- I want to see Rip's ledger. Yeah. The many doesn't understand how Rip has bred so many scorpions over like two months. And then Mom, Sp- low, Mom Smolder Boulder uh... is like, what's the tensile strength of this one? <laughs> sales are low, but fortunately, the 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 uh, the costs are basically zero, so every sale is almost pure profit. It's true. It's true. He- hearing this, Mom Smolder Boulder is very impressed. She's very happy with you, son. Yeah, Rip has somehow produced infinite mass worth of scorpions. Somehow, an in infinite record time. number of scorpions, each with a non-zero value. 
Wait a Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Goodness. It's cold out here. Let's go inside. To the Great Hall. So we yeah, can present let's... everyone with our Winter Festival gifts. Mm -hmm. oh, well, uh, well, I first... brought was the laser egg. I hope I didn't need to bring more than that. First of all, there's business to be done. It is time for <sighs> a montage. Uh, the question is, I'm going to go down the list, and each of you, please tell me what you do for final preparations for moon launch. Oh boy. Okay, business first. Uh, Mint, what do you no, do? I'll start with Bella. Start with Bella? Okay, Bella, what do you do for final preparations for moon launch? Uh, actually end with Bella. Okay. I'll start with Bella. <laughs> yeah, is this a puzzle? It has to be one or the other, you, please. Go back to is what the, you were doing. Back two Bellas spaces. leave at the same time. <laughs> Start and end with Bella. Four Bellas on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's the way the montage sort of like leans on each other they like dominoes. Bella, Bella sits down and Bella Bella sits down and has dinner with Tran and uh, also gives her. A big hug and gives her a kiss. That's her preparation, but there's probably more. Okay, so, uh, Rip, how do you prepare? I, I will come back to end with Bella, but, uh, Rip Smolder Boulder, what do you do to prepare for, uh, final launch? Dun, dun, uh, dun, final countdown. First, I chase Slammy around trying to put up, trying to get him to put on something that actually makes sense as a thing you wear. Like clothes. Yeah, as opposed to just money. Is now the time to do Cash. something with the moonstone that we said was Mercury's power? Oh, uh, yeah. Then do it. I can't remember. Did we ever, like, obtain the Mercurial Stone? Yes, it's in, well, not the real one. Ah. I don't think so. Unless it was, like, a Smolder Boulder family heirloom all along. That would be pretty fucked up. What if it was? Up. What if it was? Maybe that's how Rip got possessed in the first place. Yeah, there you go. God damn it, he ate that cool glowing rock and never had the heart to tell his parents about it, and ever since he's been vomiting ghosts. <laughs> I can't believe we never put it together before now. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. A lot That's actually action. totally in character. Yeah, wow, how that? There you go, that's what happened. Oh my god. And now Rip's guts have a strange yearning to get to the moon already. Yeah, can we, can we just go? Can we just go? Can we go now? Can we go Is now? Is that how he's helping? He's just going to be like in the back corner of the room saying, are we ready to go yet? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go wait in the car. Yeah. Just, just let me know when we're ready to go. So Rip's preparation is just like packing his overnight bag. Yeah. And, he's and ready. sitting in the battle van. It's like, man, now that I think about it, the moon's really cool. Have you guys ever thought about the moon? How cool it is? I mean, think about the moon. It's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> can, can he wait in the moon when we still have to do mon or <laughs> wait in the van? <laughs> When we have to do like <laughs> modifications to the van, Rip's so. already on the. Like, Rip, yeah. the different parts of the van when he's in the way. Rip, come I'm down to dinner. Already, yeah. No, we all in. Rips, we look up. All and right. Rips just on the moon, like we guys are over here. Mint, <laughs> mint. How do you help uh, Rip in in his preparations? All right. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, tough guy. If you if you want to be be on the van anyway um this is the kogo manifest so just make sure that everything on this list is in the van rip rip what what sorry tough guy one of our most important missions you my need to pay attention i'm paying attention I, sorry i'm sorry all right here's the thought sorry about your internet rip yeah i got this i got this <laughs> what's list the internet 
Don't yeah, interrupt me. Okay. Okay, let's just stop. I'm listening. We just have it. Okay. That's how you're being helped. Okay. Okay, so we've got this list okay. of all the stuff that we need to have with us when we go to the moon, you know, like supplies right. and all that stuff, because this is this, is this is exploring, but, you know, it's it's tricky. We don't want to forget anything because it's tricky to take, you know, some of the stuff we might have to just pick up while we're there, but we want to bring as much stuff uh-huh. as we can. So I've got this whole big list, and I need you to check to make sure that we've got all of the stuff on board, and if we don't, you just uh, you you make a little a little X next to it, and then we we know that we have to go get one before we okay. before we go to the moon. So okay. could you, could you take care of that? Yeah yeah yeah. All right. You're you're eating. What? <laughs> five yeah. scorpions. Five scorpions tumble out of Rip's mouth. <laughs> That's Sorry. where they come from. That's just where they're coming from. I don't know why it's happening. That's how I get them. Oh no! I think that or that rock you ate so many years ago was starting to react negatively to the idea of getting back to the moon. What? Oh, sorry, there goes another scorpion. <laughs> My god, that scorpion's made of pure gas. <laughs> it coalesces on the ground and skitters Very away. exclusive, very exclusive. So, Mint, what do you do to prepare for uh, the, the final trip? Uh, this one might take a while. So... I need to double-check all of the engine modification schematics to make sure that the Aether flow throughout the four orbit modules will be consistent throughout the entire journey there and are suitable for um, stabilized operation and for pretty much return trip at any time without too much trouble. I need to go get that those, um, those medical supplies and medical manual just in case we need to do anything like that on the moon. Um, I need to get a few other supplies that aren't on the cargo manifest so that no one knows about them. Um, I need to check on my chairs. I need to check on my chairs a second time. Um, I need to double check to make sure that my screaming rock is still there. And I guess probably still there's been the sort of the quiet screaming the whole time. I need to mentally prepare to basically go back to the place that brutally killed about you know a, a dozen or so of, of people that I was reasonably close to um, I need to double check my copy of the Kogo Manifest to make sure there's nothing I need to add to it. I need to make sure that the we- weapon systems are modified um, for proper operation in a um, hyper atmospheric environment I need to make sure we have um, those little uh, those little helmets that that project a light out the front. Um, what else? Let's see, because because we, we need we need the food, we need the uh, tunneling supplies, we need the demolition supplies. Um, we need probably you know things so that we can we can make camp within the moon. Uh, we need a lot of magnets. We're gonna need, we're gonna need magnets. Um, I don't know how many extra magnets we have lying around. If if there's, so, can we get an actual medical doctor to come with us? Because that would be better. Like I'm sure I can pick it up from the manual, but. So um, Nav Mint has a to-do list uh, all the way down his arm, 
uh, collecting mostly collecting necessary items, and some of which relate to, to uh, preparing himself personally. What do you do to help him? Well, all that uh, preparing himself mentally stuff. You know, I'll just you know make a little levity of the situation, and that's not uh, that won't lighten the that won't lessen the impact, but it will lighten the impact, so to speak. And as for all this stuff about safety suits. Leave that to me. I'll make sure they're stylish and functional with no awkward bulges. So so what does this levity take the form of? What what sort of yucks is Nav bringing? You know, you know that levity crap earlier about the sandwich? It's kind of shit on that level. <laughs> you know, discussions that outside of Nav and Mint don't really make any sense. So so it's really just reminding him of the friends he's bringing uh, yes, so not to g- dwell on the friends he lost. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And if you want to hear a sample of that and you've never listened to Table Talk before, just go to any given one and go to <laughs> any given point where Medibot and I are talking and that'll be just about Basically. perfect. Like the Dr. Pepper song. Of course, in between, oh gosh, in between all these are good, of that. These are good safety. Yeah, definitely, definitely good job on the safety suits there. These are these are vitally important. Make sure we have at least four spares. I put lightning bolts on yours. Nice. And flames on Scarlet's. <laughs> and purple <laughs> lightning bolts on mine because necrotic energy is hard to draw. Mm-hmm. They're all very personalized. Like it's very evocative. Yes, golden little music notes. It's like lapel pins on... Bellas. The many wants to know if we need one. Yes. Y- yeah. Hmm. I need how many, s- how many sleeves can you sew now? Infinite. Okay, good. That's the number you need. That's good. I'll get started. See you in... Look, it's easy. Look, this is really easy, guys. I'm going to finish this in two minutes. In the first minute, I'm going to sew one sleeve. Then I'll speed up so in the next 30 seconds I'll sew another sleeve. <laughs> and then I'll speed up again so in the next 15 seconds I sew another nice. sleeve. And Love. I just keep going twice as fast forever. I see you learned two... that spell from Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'll be done in two minutes. I'll be done yeah. in two minutes. Zeno's parasleeves. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we might as well just stop the session. <laughs> yeah, that was golden. Thank you. So after finishing... uh, Two minutes later. In between all the aid you're providing to Mint, Nav, what do you take the lead on? What what do you do to prepare for Uh, your journey? Most of my stuff is probably going to be preparing Mayor Katek for the mission of rescuing other suspected spots of free undead. Uh, So that would include like hot spots of uh, undead activity. Like, remember when there was a flaming basilisk that was hiding out in a Lich King cavern? Like, places like that. that, That's not terribly far from here. Yeah, exactly. Just places around the world like that that are kind of just literal sleeper cells of undead agents that are now free. We're just going to go pick those up and, like, save them from the Empire. Because if I know the Empire, they'll just use their own necromantic garbage and make more soldiers. So, really, this is a... While I'm gone, Mayor Katek and Necropolitan 13 have to go on a rescue mission for undead all over. Okay. Uh, Scarlet, how do you help Nav uh, in in this this rescue effort to free their people, the undead people? Perhaps I could assist by uh, 
see if I can identify the sorts of magic that would uh, suggest there's uh, necrotic goings-on in certain regions. That would be good, because Nav does have maps, but most of the locations were probably only in the Lich King's rotten brain. Mm-hmm. And it's also a great chance for Scarlet to stretch her, her skills uh, toward a completely different school of magic. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, like keeps sc- collecting all of them. Scroll of purple lightning bolt detection. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Scarlet. What do you do to prepare uh, for the journey ahead? Well, for me, I would like to uh, just. Um, Scarlet, I think, is going to uh, just spend as much time with her relatives as she can and she's probably going to have a moment where she's just going to hand her brothers the key to her apartment just in case she doesn't come back because she's not sure how this is going to go and there's probably going to both brothers or does she have to pick one she would give it to (laughs) Beowulf uh hey um are you going to put me on the lease too or uh well there's not uh, I mean there's nobody there anyway, but just a precaution. I mean, th- this will be the easiest place to loot, not that I'd want your stuff anyway. Uh, take all the pizza boxes you want. Take the pizza box. You're, uh... Yeah, take can make good traps. I'll, I'll keep this safe for you. Alright? Hey. And, and I'll make sure Algernon doesn't, like, tear a hole in your sheets. Remember that time? Oh, man. I mean, it was threadbare anyway, so it's not really his fault. Yeah. Yeah, we learn not to lend him any of my stuff ever after that. Um, let's see. Uh, I'd also like to talk to uh, Floor a little. Yeah, I bet you would. She no, this is out of affectionately. Character. Uh, so, um, She's still like going to noogie you affectionately. You can say it's in character or out of character anyway. Doesn't doesn't change the noogies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll just say uh, that it was... It's been great uh, meeting her and having her back in my life. And I hope that uh, what we want to do on the moon works out so I can come back and we can... Uh, have like memories that don't involve imminent threat of horrific demon murder because that seems to be a running theme with our meeting so far yeah you gotta check Trump's homework too (laughs) I imagine there would be a moment or get Clarissa to do it for you Yeah, I imagine there would be a moment where Scarlet would be like if I don't come back and then either Floor or Algernon probably both but would just say Sort of like give her a smack to the back of the head and say, you're coming back. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. 60% chance she's coming back. (laughs) Not really reassuring, but... (laughs) Hey, that's better than a coin flip. Yeah. Technically. Alright, so uh, the many, Scarlet, is, is spending quality time with what little family she has. How do you help? (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I get the feeling she doesn't want to check Thromp's homework, so I'll do it for her. Ah, so I see. Hanging really out good. with her family in her last week here. 
<laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Plus the many can like check papers way faster. Yeah, we have a lot of brains to look at a lot of words with. And a lot of hands to basically... And a lot of hands to make red marks with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the many's not a cell processor, they're a cell professor. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, the, the many, what do you do for final prep? Um, the many was thinking that I'm after guessing handing it probably has something to do with his egg. <laughs> after handing over the laser egg, he's gonna stick around with um the rocket creation crew, and like he doesn't understand the logistics of what they're doing, but we are very fast learners, and we can be in many places at once, and we're gonna help us put this all together real quick. So we're helping with the assembly process. Okay, that's very practical. All right, Bella the Many is acting, is assisting the construction crew and essentially a crew unto themselves. How are you helping with this element? Uh, let's see. Uh, Bella is there with uh, with Tran at the time, briefly overseeing like some of the different uh, aspects of fitting the uh, fitting the ship for for flight. And so she's kind of there, um, directing people like uh, what, what to what to do and help them help them out. So uh, I would say that she is helping by kind of directing the flow of like where uh, where resources should be allocated for uh, fitting the ship. Bella continues to be a natural manager. Uh, huh? However, Bella, what do you do for uh, your part of the final preparations? So to expand on that, um, Bella is kind of going around. Uh, she, she's it, this is kind of one of the busiest times for her. Basically, anytime like before a big um, mission, it's always you know a very big responsibility for her to kind of go around and um, kind of make sure Equinox's resources are being. Um, used like to their utmost and so there's a lot of like kind of going around to like different departments and making sure that things are um, you know ready or, or almost ready kind of checking on progress trying to, to like positively encourage people like give uh, morale boosts to the people who uh, you know still have quite a bit more work to go before uh, things are ready and kind of kind of in like the very nicest way possible saying you know like well, uh, I need it done, you know, in, in a few hours. Something that'll take, you know, days or whatever. And that kind of thing. Um, but, like, <clears throat> it's a lot of just, like, just encouraging everyone going around, um, managing everything, and also, uh, you know, just checking how everyone's doing. Like, both everyone going on the mission and the people who are staying behind and kind of just, you know, being, uh, being supportive as like a friend and not just like uh, their boss. Okay. But also, uh, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> finally, she is kind of like wrapping everything up with, uh, you know, having having dinner with Tran, and uh, <clears throat> like they kind of like she kind of like wants to be like alone with her for a while, and they kind of like spend some time together. And have a have nice like have have some nice time. So kinda... um, you're having a nice one-on-one -on -one dinner. What do you think? 
And your waiter is Nav in a mustache, and he keeps trying to play violin, and then Bella keeps shooting him dirty looks, so he, like, edges out again. No, Bella just, like, not even dirty looks, just, like... Just a look? Just, like, shoes... She just straight up just, like, actually shoes him away, and she's like, Nav, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) So, what are you... Just give me, like, ten minutes, Nav. So, so, uh, Trans sitting there on the other side of the candlelit table. What do you think the moon's gonna be like? Made you a blueberry pound cake. <laughs> what do you think the blueberry pound cake's gonna be like? Okay, well, the great. blueberry pancake pound pound cake. Blueberry pound cake is probably going to be moist because <laughs> Kale, it's probably gonna be moist. Thanks, Nav. <laughs> Nav's cooking's usually pretty good. Um, Moon, on the other hand, might still be moist. I'm I'm suspecting dry. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Uh, to expect it's... I mean, your friend mint doesn't talk much about it at least not with me uh is he said uh, anything everything i've heard is just i should expect the worst now this so. is called box little fusion g i'm a little i'm a little bit nervous i'm a i'm a lot nervous shit. but shit like I I, just... I, it'll, I i'm surely okay i don't know how to play violin at all <laughs> it's I wish we had more days like this, you know. Cuz every time you're coming, thing. you know, it's time to save the world and and I've I'm so happy for that. I mean, somebody has to and nobody could possibly do it better than you and those whack jobs that we love so much. I don't think bone xylophone is a good idea right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way: once, uh, <clears throat> once this is all like finished, which I, uh, I'm sure it's got to be soon. We almost have everything. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be back and, and we'll put it into like this end of the world kind of thing, and then I'll have lots of time to spend together and like. I mean, I guess I still have, like, a pretty big political position, but, like, com- compared to the whole saving the world right now thing, that's not taking even remotely as much time. Yeah, I, I suppose there are a few less business trips, uh, <laughs> and like, less getting fire breathed on you by dragons and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Do you smell something skilled? <laughs> God, it's burning. God. You know, I like Nav, I do, but he threw out the dinner I cooked for this, you know? Like, that was a little rude. Nav, did you do that? No. <laughs> Nav. No. Like, four or five hands wrap around Nav and pull him out of the room. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, as, as the candle burns down, uh, that, that scene fades out. Uh, so, Rip, Bella was mostly, uh, taking a, a very high-level, uh, managerial role, uh, making sure everyone was, uh, working to the best of their ability. Rip, how do you assist in all the things Bella was up to? Or any of the things, I suppose. Well, I mostly just followed her around going, are we on the moon yet? Are we on the moon yet? <laughs> So when the question is, how did you help? The answer is, didn't. Didn't. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I like held stuff when she needed me to. If I do, can we go to the moon? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> Fantastic. So uh, with, with all that done, it's it's been a few days of those things. A whole lot of work being done in the workshop. Uh, Tran has been spending her days uh, like basically uh, training uh, y'all in the new functions being added to Battle Van. Uh, and like, all right, here's how it goes. Battle Van or, uh, is now being called Stage 1. Uh, the cargo hold has been replaced uh, with something that's even more designed to release. However, it's a good thing because that's going to be stage two. That's actually kind of genius to use that strength, yeah. that weakness as the ultimate strength. Yeah, it's, I, I appreciate that. I'm, Once, I'm, glad, I'm glad you finally found something to do with that really shaky uh, cargo hold. That's the plan. Once Battle Van gets to maximum height, uh, it will flip on its back. Uh, and stage two oh. will uh, take you the rest of the way from uh, that, that liminal state between the surface and the moon, and it will get you the rest of the way to the moon. Uh, stage two does have the ability to be summoned back to Battle Van if you're sure to reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. There is a switch. It is clearly marked. Uh, Martha's firmware has uh, been entered into both uh, stages, you will have her around, uh, luck willing. All right, any questions? Which one are we riding in, stage one or stage two? Uh, if you're going to the moon, you better be in stage two, because stage one is only getting halfway there. Whoa, okay. living on a prayer. I'm sorry I threw out your dinner. I'm not trying to be mean. I honestly thought it was just a dirty pot. <laughs> um, yeah. By the end, it basically was. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was a stew recipe, but it was actually pancake batter, and no. you're not supposed to cook it like that. I'll help you out when I get back. Okay. Uh, no questions about this. Um, the, the thing is, Tran is not like necessarily like the best at like cooking a meal, but she's fantastic at baking. Because baking is like so... like. I mean, yeah, she she did run that bakery for quite some time. Yeah, but also just like I just like wanted like the reason though, like it's just has come up, so this is like important. The reason though is because like to her, baking is very similar to like inventing. There's like very like complicated and specific rules that it's almost like completely like really complicated science that like it just it suits her super well. But like she's at like making like meat. Yeah, I think the stew recipe was just like take all these ingredients and put them in the crock pot and you're good. And yeah. Tran was just like, what, that's it? I kept trying to mess with it and mess with it and enhance yeah. it and enhance it. And it just kind of... And somehow by the end, it was... Look, not every matter. experiment can be a success. All right. So uh, that's basically how your days go. So I guess you're... what we're saying is we're all good to go to the moon because yeah, we're perfectly bullshitty. We, we are as ready as we can be. Your, your yeah. days go like that. Your nights go... Well, her nights, basically, uh, every night is date night. Uh, just making up for lost time. Uh, but then, one night, uh, the Winter Festival has arrived. Whatever you want to call it, however you want to celebrate. Uh, Cecia Cinnamon uh, has been engaged to perform at the Equinox Amphitheater. Yeah, they built an amphitheater since you've been here last. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. What a nice amphitheater. Wait a minute. The place this is built in... Oh my god, the physical challenge, they can't do this, it's too dangerous, don't they understand the ramifications? 
That's fine. We just have to pray we'll make it through the night. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's fine. Um, you, you see Cecia uh, setting up for her set while uh, uh, a man is, is very upset about her choice of uh, costuming. Uh, no, it, it has to be the scarf. It cannot be a necklace. I don't care how shiny it is. The scarf is prettier anyway. But just look, seasonally speaking, it has to be a scarf. Could you be any more? Let's wander over to these two. Hey, hey, what's what's uh, what's going on with the the wardrobe? Hey, I'm just getting ready to perform my set, and uh, let, let me take a picture of you. Ah. All right, great, now great, poses. great. You guys are great. Thank you for having me out. I have been touring all over the empire lately, and it has been such a drag. You do not know. He's like, oh, we're going to die. Oh, devils are going to eat our faces, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just here to party. And thank you for feeling that vibe. I like your spirit. I, you know, I kind of want to revamp what I said earlier, because it makes total sense that Nav would be the head of the costuming department for this. <laughs> so he's actually just going to walk over and be like, oh, Mr. Cade. Yes, thank you. Reginald Cade, Scarfsmith extraordinary. I know, I know. Hmm? We've been over this. It can't always be a scarf, okay? I don't know. I like that scarf. Let me see that scarf again. It's five degrees below freezing, and there's a breeze. If you want her throat to be able to carry the notes, She's a why not try a scarf? Fire. Okay, not to be like that, but just visually, you know, the <laughs> scarf. Hold, hold on. Let me, what, if he, what if she puts on the scarf like this? <gasps> Oh, heavens, you're a scarf genius. <laughs> the trick is just turn things upside down until they look better. <laughs> yeah, fine, I'll wear it. I just wanted to get this guy to freak out because he's hilarious. Great, uh, now that we have a long sock. Um, let's just get yo, this show. Nice. The show is going to be hot. Do you need anything else, Miss Cinnamon? Uh, I just need a crowd of adoring fans. Come on, let's get this midwinter going. Oh, wait, and I need another selfie. Okay. Okay, okay. Smile. Smile, man. Ding! Ha <laughs> ha! Is that a nice. selfie noise? <laughs> that, that's, that's the sound the machine makes when it takes the picture. That's how you know it's. <laughs> yeah, Mint provided the sound pack. I didn't see anyone else volunteering to provide a sound pack. <laughs> All right, Mint now. It's always at the cutting so, edge. Let's, let's see the show. Uh, Min, you better get to your seat. I better hang out backstage since I'm technically in the costuming department or whatever I said before. Yeah. A, yeah, seat. Right, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, while you're all enjoying the show, with, uh, I mean, the, there's a big reserved section, just a few rows back in center. So all of you staff and other VIPs, your friends or family, you have great seats. It's a really fun show. But uh, your thoughts, of course... Uh, go back toward what midwinter means to you and the the specific traditions that that you have with your family culture people etc uh nav what does midwinter mean to you it makes sense that i would be the first to have my mind wander like this because i have to sit next to reginald and listen to him slowly <laughs> melt down because she took the scarf off her foot that's not even my scarf she got I... a different scarf and put it on her foot and now she's taking it off the stitching is of unequal ratio. It should... 
I made a scarf of the Fibonacci sequence because this is a technical, magnificent night. I was just slowly sinking deeper and deeper into a seat, thinking about Midwinter. Uh, what does he think? Midwinter, let's see. What would make the most sense here? He was probably made in, like, deep summer when it was really hot and horrible. So, like, summer would always remind him of the... Ugh, the damp laboratories beneath Necropolis and the insects and the just unpleasantness everywhere and to the point where winter would just be a refreshing change of pace compared to the summer rains turning the ash on Necropolis to mud and you know undead don't really have to worry too much about feeling hot or cold so that wasn't really a problem it just looked nice even on Necropolis so that was mm -hmm. nice. And then, like, when he got to shore and he found out that other people also had their celebration win in winter, it was like, oh, kindred spirits, you guys are great. So that was probably a real important, real important in his development from going from sneaking around in the shadows to adoring the spotlight was the mm -hmm. understanding that he had the same taste as most other people on the mainland. That was pretty helpful. It's like, man... You guys, we're going to be good friends. I'm going to take this of yours. See you later. Aww. Now, Nav probably isn't old enough. He's in, like four. In, in like freedom years to, okay. So this is his fourth midwinter. His fourth birthday. Yeah. Was this year. So yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. D does he have any uh, traditions he's developed in the previous three years? Honestly, at this point... I'm glad you bring that up because this particular midwinter is probably an, kind of a sad one because um, at this point last winter he was still with Agatha. Aww. But then again, Agatha's back. So as soon as Nav has that thought, he's just like, hey, Agatha, come here. And I was like, oh, this is all better now. Everyone thinks the flaming cat is some sort of pyrotechnic effect. But really, Nav was just lonely. It kind of fits this, the current song. But yeah. That's nice. I think I feel like all of Cinnamon's songs have to do with fire, just different <laughs> colors of fire in some way. Just because she's a tiefling, that's the way you want to do it? No, I just think that. Okay. From the way that she... She's just giving me a real see-the-world-burn vibe. Mm-hmm. Between uh... messing with Reginald and also that thing she said about not caring if the world ends. Those were <laughs> important hints in my yeah, decision here. Yeah, Scarlet. Also, her name's Cinnamon, the most fiery spice. Yeah. That's Scarlet, good. what does midwinter mean to you? Final exams. <laughs> yeah, um... Midwinter, like, winter is usually the time that uh, Scarlet would spend uh, at home. She didn't, uh... She usually would travel for her work during the warmer months, so... I guess she had... Midwinter to her is uh, the quieter time. Time of, like, self-reflection, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm sure sitting between your brothers, it brings up a lot of memories of, like, those early childhood years, sleeping rough in Axis. Yeah, I mean... When, uh, like, all Beowulf could do for gifts was to, like, scam a, a crust of bread. Yeah. Or, like, find it, or just, yeah, like, what we, whatever we could, uh, scrounge from, uh, like, maybe we might happen across a goblin and managed to steal something from him or something in the as a you know mm -hmm. like they're I don't like to talk think about my childhood that much yeah uh in intermission beowulf is gonna like try to reminisce about remember the year 
Yeah, uh, I finally told you that uh, the Great Gold Worm didn't bring us that that uh, one bit of fruit every midwinter, and it was just me robbing the fruit stand while you were asleep. Yeah. And then it's because I needed your help to distract the guy so we could keep uh, Algernon believing one more year. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. we realized that he had been stealing twice as much fruit as we had. <laughs> Just by sticking Algernon him up. Was, Algernon was always... Uh, one step ahead of the bread line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. He was, uh, he, was a, he was a gutter snipe long before his time. The many. How does this modern midwinter compare to your ancient memories? That's a good question. Uh, the many isn't paying too much attention to the concert, actually. Um, they aren't in the VIP seats because they are very tall and would get in people's way. <laughs> nice. So they're standing way at the back and are just sort of half listening because like major festivals like Midwinter are mostly internal for the many because there's a ton of different celebrations going on inside of them. But it's from the outside, it just looks like he's kind of quiet, but twitching a bit every now and then. So the huge. Yeah, um, maybe like more, I guess, like a little more dancing than usual. But uh, they're celebrating multiple cultures worth of midwinters within themselves and basically taking a day to ignore the outside world, which happens most midwinters. Okay. Bella, Mint, what does Elven Midwinter look like? Or did you even have the same sort of ones growing up? Because who says elves all celebrate the same? Bella's not really Bella's not really sure what like the kind that like, Mint was used to. Like if there's like even much of a difference. Bella like didn't really get to celebrate much as a kid because she uh was often like just, like playing like she she had several like uh recitals around that time that that she would play um when she was young but like obviously things kind of changed pretty uh weirdly oh. for her and then so so yeah th this idea of a, a big musical performance is actually very central to elven midwinter yeah yeah um it, it's never just like a uh, centralized thing though so much as like it's just there's a lot of like performance and, and like musical get-togethers like a very like big thing around this time across the Queenswood as far as she knows um but then I mean like you know ever since she spent a lot of her time in that cream facility then it's kind of just been like each each year was a pretty like different sampling of uh like some kind of different traditions or not celebrating at all or just doing her own thing it really like kind of depended on the year and where she was at the time so it kind of mm. just like it doesn't really bring up any particular memories for her because she's never like had really much of a like routine or yearly tradition or anything it's kind of just like it's a day she like she knows it as like the, or it's a time she knows it as like a, a season where like often things get prettier in a lot of um towns and, and a lot of times like music is is seems to be celebrated more so than usual so that's always nice she i know she has booked more concerts around this time in past years as well 
Cool, cool. What sort of uh, midwinter memories does Mint have flooding back? Okay, so um, I guess you know the the sort of the midwinter traditions around the the parts of the wood where where I grew up in. Um, sort of, it starts sort of actually on the uh, on the evening of of the, the actual you know midwinter day, usually, and from from um, from noon on that day until noon on the next day. Uh, what what we would all do is actually, um, you know, all the all the different families in town would actually um, just sort of meditate and focus on our mutual sort of elf connection for that whole day, noon to noon. Because um, the, the the what my what my what my parents always taught me was that the the reason why we spend a whole day doing that at midwinter is because uh, it's to sort of you know to re to strengthen that connection and also sort of as a a time to i guess forgive you know if, if we feel that any anyone you know any other elf has has wronged us or you know something like that this is a time to forgive and to move on because elves live for a long time and it's not good to hold a grudge and so we do that from from you know noon to noon and then you know after after that finishes, generally for the next, you know, few days, then we like freaking party like crazy, um, and that's that's where we probably get some of that stuff you were talking about, Bella, with the uh, with musical performances, and things like that. You know, the the details of that will vary from from area to area, whether it's a more formalized uh, ritual or a lot of, you know, smaller celebrations. Uh, but that's that's so so midwinter is is you know just time to think about all the terrible things mm-hmm. I've done. <laughs> well, one interesting note is that right in the middle of that, um, so so midnight in between the uh, the, the noon to noon uh, meditation is when uh, the queen's presence in that unifying elfness is felt especially strongly, and she actually um, communicates. Sort of uh, goals for the next year and a message for all of Elfdom. Uh, the the Midwinter Queen's address is a is a very important tradition. So there's that. If you'll indulge me, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Rip Rip Smolderboulder, you are enjoying a concert. Uh, are you seated between your parents in in the stands? Yeah, it's really awkward. Do you have booster seats? Uh, yes. Okay. What sort of memories is uh, sitting between mom and pop uh, on a booster seat bringing back for Rip Smolder Boulder? Uh, the looks on their faces pretty much is the big one. It's extreme displeasure because I can't stop yelling. So how do you raise a child this loud? (laughs) They're loud, but like, ooh, this kid. What what is dwarven midwinter like? And did your your noise uh, uh, interfere with it, or was it like a? How, how did that deal with with that sort of thing? Okay, so like winter doesn't really exist underground. That's an important thing here. That is very true. So you just we got a bunch of ice and we put it out. Mm-hmm. Makes things a little bit cold. 
That's it. <laughs> so That's it's it. more of a, a seasonal decoration than it is a holiday. Yes, exactly. So do, do you think uh, your parents are thinking about the one year where you just bellowed because you heard a... Uh, That's you, me, you what's a, up? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. heard this song from uh, uh, the elves that that were uh, visiting town, so they were doing their celebration. And so you just screamed that, and it turned everybody's uh, icicle decoration into a, a neighborhood-wide avalanche. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It was. Your parents would not agree with that assessment. I don't know. They might not want to admit it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe not in public they wouldn't. Exactly. exactly. Of course, this is one last night, because tomorrow is the day... What's that? Before the final number, there's a, a klaxon raises, uh, and this is clearly not part of the show. Uh, oh, it's, it's the trouble alarm. P- Pedraic comes up to the stage and reads a very dryly uh, uh, an emergency evacuation plan, but he is uh, interrupted by a different siren with another sound. Uh, this is when uh, Thrump comes up, trips, and spills a bunch of papers. Uh, Pedraic takes, uh, finds the one he was meant <laughs> to read and starts reading a different emergency evacuation. Then there's a, yet a third siren. It's a bad day. Oh my god. Three, what do you do? So three bad things are happening at once is what you're telling me? Uh, yeah, that seems to be the case. Okay, well, I'm going to dial up Necropolitan 13 on my shell phone and mm-hmm. have it alter its course and come this way. And it's probably not going to get here in time, but uh, maybe it'll avert the 4th, 5th, and 6th or something. Maybe what the hell is going on? Do you have Do you have eyes in the sky on Necropolitan 13? Yeah, one giant eye at least. One. <laughs> okay. Uh, your, your shell phone is able to communicate uh, some interesting things. It seems that... Uh, bu- bu- bu. Uh, the abyss has erupted and devils are pouring out meanwhile oh first triumph uh, has fallen apart revealing that uh, rather than a tower it is a uh, giant mass of demons uh, of course the, the real problem is that sea monsters are rising from the depths and Corson's monstrous coalition is on the march And they're all heading Everyone to get in the van. Fuck. Yeah, uh, all of all of your uh, support staff. Everyone is trying to track you down and shove you into battle van. It is go time. It is zero hour. All right, last call. Anyone else who wants to come to the moon and probably die there? It's dangerous as hell. Everybody, everybody, get in the van. Uh, here's a question: Are you taking all the keys with you? Or, or 12 Probably out of 13. Probably wise. Probably wise. Okay. Yeah, I'm, thinking, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm carrying the stuff, the, the ones that I had with me. I'm, yeah. I'm still I mean, the hand them. of death isn't leaving my side either way. I don't think we're going to need them. I think that the four antagonist is, antagonistic forces marching upon us probably want them, though. They're safer with you than left behind. And you don't know if you're going to have time to swing back here. Makes sense. Yeah. So that does mean Claude has been strapped into a crate, but he's just basking in the glory of that show from like, three oh, days ago. This is ago. so dramatic. The glory of the Claude, put this suit on. Would your skin will turn inside ooh, out. Costume ooh, check. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, Claude's so happy to be wanted. <laughs> everybody get in the van. Get uh, in the van. As you're climbing in, uh, everybody has, has a goodbye to say to you. Uh, Coloratura is waving 
and she shouts to Bella, give them hell, kids. And Strawberry yells, have fun on your play date. Uh, as, Bye, Mom. As uh, Battle Van starts to, to hover, uh, the three DeFlores have a triple-decker piggyback so they can give Scarlet one more high-five out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Pedraic in the window just giving you a polite nod while polishing some silver. Uh, while Audriel salutes uh, her captain uh, at rapt attention. Cactus and Slamby are are hugging each other, crying on one another's shoulders. <laughs> Thrump nice. is still just studying. He did not know it's time for goodbye. Oh. Uh, Bella, Bella gives... But, 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 like, Bella's the last one to get on. She's kind of like, you know, hurting else, hurting everyone else on and making sure like everyone, everything is like in order. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right before she hops on, like, probably probably as it's, like, firing up also, you know, just for dramatic effect, yeah. she, uh, before she, like, has to go hop on, she she gives Tran, like, a really big hug yeah. and, and kisses Tran her. Tran runs up and plants a giant kiss on Bella, and she just looks looks you square in the eye and says, I love you. I, I love you, too, and we'll be back soon, I promise. As you are rising into the sky, more uh, people are giving you their farewells. Uh, an arrow lodges in the side of Battle Van, uh, but it unfurls a scroll that says uh, above Manuel's incredibly uh, 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 practiced signature, may your swords and wits remain sharp, my friends. We don't have time to read the entire note right now. It just keeps unfurling <laughs> all the way down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, oh over the sound of engine noise, you hear Peppercorn screaming, I hope you rot in hell, Mr. Gelato. <laughs> oh my god. Same. Like, yeah, why <laughs> not? You too. Four apocalyptic armies are marching upon the world and might as well air your grievances. <laughs> I mean, well, today's the day to do it. Yeah. Today is a wonderful day to die. Uh... Nav feels Prien say, uh, well, I did say it was time for you to make a home. You've done a great job. Oh, that's really uh, good. As mom and pop smolder boulders smile and wave, you can see dozens of scorpions crawl out of each of their beards. <laughs> <laughs> I love what, it. Is that the bad ending? <laughs> <laughs> uh, L- Lorette Stone, uh, says uh, uh, with her voice uh, just sort of projected toward you magically as you're now like several stories up in the air Uh, Margaret you'd better come back and raise those kids of yours I'm honestly not cut out for it Uh, wow that was like the first well whatever fucker (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, many is waving many hands out every window you can see the stars start to become blotted out by who knows which of those four things all around you. But wait, what's this? Down on the ground, Susan and the Snake Men army oh, are no. protecting your launch pad on what? three sides. What? Why would they do that? Thanks. And ba- Battle Bob runs screaming into the fray to back her up. Oh my god. Wait, are they attacking Equinox? They're attacking fucking there everything. They're the demons and the devils everywhere. and their Corson and their. This is this is hell. Oh, I hell time is. We're gonna go. have a planet to come back. To. Maybe. Hopefully, if there wasn't an eclipse before. There's probably gonna be one now. Uh, because everything is blotting out everything. 
I would assume that at this point, our vision of the world below goes completely black as we're enveloped mm-hmm. in storm clouds, blood clouds, death clouds. It's definitely as blood f- clouds. As you fly out of what the uh, night is becoming, uh... Yeah, you, you cannot see through the storm clouds, both natural and uh, uh, arcane. However, the camera just does a quick pan all around the world. Uh, we see Mrs. Peppercorn checking her watch because oh, dinner goodness, is waiting. It's time dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's uh, this gentleman with the big sword? You better. And then she bashes the hell out of him with a frying pan. She'll be. <laughs> Uh, inside she was Queen, bad, by the way, I don't know if yeah. I ever talked about that part of her backstory. <laughs> uh, inside the pocket dimension of Cream, uh, Woody and Nicket White are alone together. So, why uh, you want to play cards again? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, that's 486 out of. No, I lost uh, count. Yeah, come on with that one. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Concord, the lights of Vastway have gone dim. Uh, the Elf Queen watches Battle Van rocket through the clouds with a grim smile. The one competent security guard has become her aide. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, back in the court, Bride Wildstar bites her lip nervously. Uh, in oh. in uh, Drakenhall, Nobi <sighs> continues to pulse. Uh, Nobi, you just keep on doing you. Mayor Olga walks through an empty goblin bazaar until Umberto approaches, saying, I told you Tuesdays are the worst. Hey. She slaps him to the ground, (laughs) steps on his face, and keeps walking. Roth continues to wander the roads, sticking his thumb out for a a hitch that may never come. Uh, The priestess has summoned Kaelin Podaye to confer with her. Uh, Her handmaiden lets him in her chamber, and then she goes to speak with her best friend, the friendly librarian. Uh, we see in uh, Eridu a number of uh, its citizens are, are seeking shelter in a uh, wooden-walled compound. What's that? Yes, Kutzen has opened his home to those who uh, wish to hide there. They wouldn't dare approach upon my territory. <laughs> it's politically non-existent. <laughs> You come in here, you don't exist no more. You... Uh, <laughs> I worry that that's true. <laughs> the Archmage's office, uh, in a stark contrast to last you saw it, is completely empty. The walls entirely blank. Uh, the desk bare. Uh, he begins working on a blank page with all of his focus. The Emperor sits on his throne watching the sky burn while the Vizier stands behind his shoulder wondering what he could have done differently. Uh, Back in the ruins of First Triumph, the High Priest of Asmodeus is chained to an obelisk as demons chew at his eyes. He smiles. Yeah, he sucked it up. (laughs) Jerry Jerry the Giant, Etten Mayor of Beeston, is making plans for those he represents. Uh, the camera swings around and you see the other side of the table is his the f- biggest opponent himself. <laughs> the forge no master problems. and brewmaster of forge. Each head is, is uh, negotiating with one of the, the twins that manage then the, the, camera, uh, the dwarven kingdom. The camera suspiciously swings past a sculpture of the dwarf king whose eyes are suspiciously animated because it is the dwarf king is the soul stone. Okay, bye. 
And of course, on the other side of Forge, Wadi the Dwarf, who doesn't get sarcasm and also has that weird skin thing on his nose that everyone tries not to talk about, is drinking his sorrows away. Oh, Wadi, not again. I thought we helped you through that. The Swamp Witches are gathered around their campfire, chanting in unison for probably the first time this age. We, we see Wimbledon uh, flying <gasps> through the sky looking for safe passage and finding a new perch in Regulus, uh, oh, still goodness. being held by the Northern Colossus. Uh, four looking even larger and more severe than, than when you met him, takes him in. Back in the Golden Citadel, Gareth and Egraine stand vigil together once more, uh, not in their Golden Order armor that they have cast behind, along with other marks of their faith, but merely standing together with hope hand in hand. Oh. And in the mountain, its defender cries, Unta! Unta! As small Rigby uh, lumbers <laughs> off yeah. the map out of... Uh, the, the known regions of civilization, he moans in the night. Do we see the uh, Mako and the fish people? Yeah, they're tearing shit up. <laughs> well, they were over there with us? Yeah. No, they're against they're... us. They're against they're everybody. Terrible. They decided, mm, we waited long enough. Mm, here we go. Yeah, Mako and the fish people are riding the sea monsters to... Uh, yeah, Mako it, has replaced her seahorse with attack. a Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> So with that, that is, the, that is the state of the world as our heroes leave it. Good night, folks. Shit. We'll see you Good on night, the moon. Folks. Oh, boy. Heavy. Well, like, I'll folks. see you like on the travel to the moon. Fuck. <laughs> Who knows what'll happen. Maybe so, we won't even get there. Wish us luck. <laughs> Did I forget we'll die on anyone? The way. It'll be great. I hope I didn't forget anyone that anyone was interested in. Because... Uh, if if you, dear listener, like, oh, I wish... Where's the golden, golden brass? Dead. Fucking dead. Uh, dead. <laughs> if you, the listener, think to yourself, oh, I wonder what's up with so-and-so, that ask crazy me, I'll let you dragon. know. What about that one guy that none of us had any idea who it was? That the <laughs> person good night, folks. Uh, yeah, good night, folks. Good night, Moon. Uh, hmm, good night, folks. See you soon. <laughs>